It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744, 702-335-5744, Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators, Promodirect.com, use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order, Promodirect.com, and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Ah, yes, it does on a throwback Thursday. KT Live, PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas, taking in the last of regulation Lakers and Nuggets. We're in overtime and the only hockey game going between the Panthers and the Hurricanes Eastern Conference Finals underway. And, of course, big game tomorrow night. Series opens up. Vegas Golden Knights at home T-Mobile against none other than the Dallas Stars, who they were 0-3 against in the regular season. But that was the regular season. We're going to get into the hockey. We're going to get into the baseball. Plenty of baseball action. Not a ton today, but enough. Uh, at least one big game in the uh, National League. Well, an interleague game that uh, had a pretty good result. I don't think you'll uh, hear the same anthem that you get to hear nightly because uh, somebody's team didn't hold up their end of the bargain tonight. But, uh, you know, it's good to have Wayne Krivsky here at PSBR Law Studios. PSBR Law, the best in personal injury. Panache, Boyle, Rabaputi, over $4.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last four and a half years for their clients. Strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice. Jot the number down for future reference. If you need it, the best in personal injury, you got the 702 for Vegas, 830-9353, 830-9353, the great Wayne Krivsky, 41 you, big years. It's good to see you, pal. I know it's been a tough week for the Kriv, man. Kriv's been dealing with a lot of personal stuff, a lot of people uh, having uh, some some things go the wrong way, and it's it's always tough to kind of uh, pick yourself up off the mat and try and uh, do a show. But, Kriv, I got to give you credit, man. You're here in studio. You didn't let KT down. Uh, Isco, he's, you know, phoning it in. You know, that's what happens when you get old like Isco. You, on the other hand, you're an hour older than the guy, but you seem like at least a good decade younger than the guy. Well, yeah, thanks, Kent. Yeah, it's good to be with you. I'm looking forward to talking some baseball or whatever tonight. It, it's been a tough week, but I got some close friends with uh, – uh, battling some health issues, and hopefully we can get through it and uh, get them back on their feet. All right. Uh, Reeves just went hard to the rack and put in a layup with 13 seconds to go and then a foul on Reeves. Now, 12.6 seconds to go. It's going to come into play as far as if you bet the game. Looks like Denver will probably hold on if they can make their free throws down the stretch. But with that Reeves layup, cuts the lead to three. Line on the game, five and a half. 
was that opening line. So let me see uh, what it closed at, the Westgate Superbook. And I didn't do anything with this particular game. I wish I did. I do have the Lakers for the series. Uh, but it actually went down another half point. So Denver closed as a five-point favorite total, 225.5, and, and that's where I should have gone. Just go under the total. Right now, 12.6 to go. I know hindsight's always 20-20. Uh, but right now, as Denver makes the first of two, and they'll have one more, 107-103. So you would figure the next shot by the Lakers will let you know, yay or nay, whether or not you're going to cover the spread. Because if they can can a three or even go to the rack and get a deuce, there's a good chance if you got the five and a half, and I know a lot of sharp players will buy that up to six, key number there, as uh, Jamal Murray, who's been outstanding in the second half, he and Michael Porter Jr. have been a great one-two combo from outside. And there's a strip by... Denver, and that should do it, 108-103, and they will not foul. So you actually get the better. Wow. If you had the Lakers, LeBron was going to take it to the rack, and he gets stripped out by the three-point line. And so there was enough distance between the player that stole the ball, which I believe was Murray, and the closest defender. They ran toward the, the, toward the uh, towards Murray to foul him, but – by that time, three seconds had gone off the clock. They were like, ah, forget it. Let him dribble it out. He does. Final score, 108-103. If you bet the Lakers, plus the 5.5, which was the overnight line last night, you get the money. If you played it today, the worst you could have done if you took the Lakers was push because all I see are fives Weren't everywhere they down else. 12, Ken, with about four to go? I think yeah, they were something down like that. I think Denver had about a 13 Yeah, it's Yeah, it's been definitely been a uh, game of runs, game of streaks. Uh, Lakers had a NBA. couple droughts, and then they had a couple – uh, strong finishes, and they did the same thing the other night. They were able to close strong and get a cover of game one as well, or actually uh, push that line, uh, the opening line of six, but it did close at six and a half and seven around town. So uh, you may have gotten in by the hook in both Laker games if you did back L.A., and they'll go back to Los Angeles, down two games to none to the Nuggets. But again, the combination of Porter Jr. and Murray, pretty outstanding in the second half, going to get to all of this stuff, but Kriv, uh, PGA Championship underway in Rochester, New York. Uh, didn't get the whole field to finish up. And we've got a surprise name at the top of the board. But you follow your golf pretty yep. well. Yep. And uh, Brady Cannon came on last night, as he always does, at Steiner's Pub Wednesday before a major. He will break it down and preview. Eric Cole, have no clue. clue yeah, here. you you, uh, you asked me about that. He's uh, the son of Laura Baugh, who's former women's champion, uh, Many years ago, but Eric Cole won a tournament in Florida. I can't. It was at Bay Hill or one of those tournaments when they first came back from the West Coast. Uh, slightly built guy, hits the ball a long way. Uh, has battled some health issues uh, the last several years, and uh, he's lead first round leader at the PGA. It's quite a story. Yeah, he is uh, not finished though. He is through fourteen, so he'll have to make up four holes tomorrow. Bryson DeChambeau now on the Live Tournament, the LIV Tournament. Uh, 66, four under par by himself in second place. Scotty Scheffler disappointing a lot of folks last week on his home course there in Texas, floundering in rounds three and four. Uh, he is at minus three along with Corey Connors from Canada. And DJ, Dustin Johnson, did get through today. Didn't know if he was going to be able to finish up, but he finishes up minus three. So you start seeing names like DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson. It lets you know, and Scheffler, uh, guys that can drive the ball, keep it in the fairway. The guys that are going to get those 300-plus drives, they are going to be around the leaderboard. Yeah, they were saying that for this tournament, if you can drive the ball and keep it in the fairway, uh, 
you got a leg up on everybody else. But you mentioned two guys that are on the live tour, Kenyon DeChambeau and DJ. So uh, two guys that uh, play overseas for the most part. Yeah, there you go. Okay, and uh, Keegan Bradley, he did bogey 18, so he dropped to two under. Victor Hovland also at two under. He finished up Adam Scott, UNLV product from Australia. He is two under as well. And then Justin Sue, Hayden Buckley, Sepp Straka, Pablo Larizabal, Keith Mitchell, Thomas Peters, Victor Perez, Adam Hadwin from Canada, and Justin Rose from England along with Patrick Rogers. Those guys all one under par. The last four did not finish up today. They're between holes 13 and 15. So we have several guys that have some holes to make up tomorrow. Harold Varner the third finished up even par. Uh, Spieth, off the wrist injury, struggled, was plus three. Uh, Kepka plus two for the day. Mickelson still out there, another live tour defector as uh, he's plus one. Uh, I'm just going up and down that leaderboard, but that's where we're at pretty much. Now, where's Krivsky's money in this tournament? Because yeah, I know you spray it around. I do. What do you got? I do spray it around. I just was circling the guys I had. I think I've got six to start with. I got Rom, Cam Smith. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Stop there. Yeah. John Rom. What six the heck over happened today? to him? I don't know what six happened to him. Six over for Rom. Very uncharacteristic. If he makes the cut, that's going to show me something. I think the cut's going to be around four over, maybe, believe it or you not. Think? Yeah, it's usually around even or one one either way but i think this tournament it's going to be around four all right so i'm going to put you on the spot does rom make the cut yeah i think he will okay yeah all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna say he won't yeah i'm gonna okay. that'll be for that'll be for a cold one there's probably at no- steiner's next wednesday Krisky. yeah you're on for that all right a cold one rom does not make the cut i'll take i'll put my faith in john rom there you go but cameron smith's my guy from last year he went to the live too and he's i think he was two over you said right yeah cam smith I got Tony Fino, I got Sam Burns, I got Kepka, and I took a long shot on Wyndham Clark, who was a eighty to one a couple of weeks ago that I happened to hit. He just so. can't get away from that. He's plus yeah, seven. Yeah, I took a little. He's sp- plus seven. If he hey, here's the cool thing. He's, about he's, plus he's seven. toast. He's toast. Yeah, he, but plus seven. Yeah. You know what your score was seventy seven. Yeah, I mean a, that's three sevens, man. In Vegas, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and it's a seventy four hundred yard course and par seventy. It's it's challenging. It's got deep rough. It's almost like plays like a U.S. Open with the rough. It's really right, so thick. So Sam Burns you have as well? Let's see where old Burnsy is. Yeah, I think he's Burns two he's or plus three four. over. Plus four. four. Okay. Plus four yeah, I didn't have finished. a good day today. I uh, don't have anyone on the leaderboard. I you don't, don't have think. anybody. How about anybody under par? Uh, that's a good question. I may have hit, hit the uh, – How about Shoffley? Shoffley rebounded. He was four over yeah, after, plus two, one, or I think, after right? three holes. He's plus two. Two? No, oh, he two. must have bogeyed the last couple – one of the Finau last couple plus holes. two. Brady Cannon liked him. Metz, uh, I really like plus Finau. two. I really like uh, Tommy Fleetwood plus two. Patrick Reed, who's uh, dropped some weight, so we can't call him Fat Pat anymore. He's plus two. Uh, Cam Smith plus two. You have him, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, so get, you have Kepka. I do. It's so about 25 to one. I had – I got the Smith around 30 Jordan and 39. Smith? Cam Smith. Ah, uh, yeah, you got All right. Well, too bad you don't have Jordan Smith. He's plus one. Uh, who else? Cam Davis? No. Uh, no. Rory? No. Morikawa? No. Come on, man. No. What the heck? I got I six. Can you, can you find me somebody under par? I'll be betting in, in Justin play. Rose. I'll, be, I'll see the adjusted odds tonight. You didn't take UNLV's finest, Adam Scott? Uh, I did not. Uh, right. That Taylor Montgomery, I think Wait, he's from Wait, did UNLV. you take uh, Day? 
Uh, no, but I did okay. before round four last week. Thank you there very you much. Go. That was very yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm holding my own on this stuff, and I, I, I'm having fun with it. I, no, you're, you're it's solid. It's my scouting man. ability. Can I watch these guys? I, it's like I don't have. I get my scouting fix, but it's on golf these That's days. That's okay. How yeah. long? How long were you a scout? In the big leagues, yeah, I scouted one, one way, shape, or form. I was involved in scouting or scouting myself for probably thirty nine out of the forty one really? years. Yeah, I got into the scouting in nineteen seventy nine. I loved it. Wow, I loved it. I That's was in, solid. I did the draft for maybe fifteen, sixteen years, and then I was in the minor scouting the major leagues and what was minor your, leagues. What was your favorite country to go to to scout? I I only went to the Dominican. Was the only you other. go to Puerto Rico. No, did not. I can't. I, I've you been can't in, talk to Clemente then. He's going to be mad at you. Yeah, I've been in 40, I think I've seen games in 47 states. A what, game. Okay. You know. What three states did you not see a game? Alaska and the two Dakotas. I was Very like, good. There yeah, you go. Yeah, Alaska and the two Dakotas. And, and Mark Hoke's like, look, I went to North Dakota State. Oh, I better heck, add man? Hawaii to that. I didn't see a game in Hawaii. That's four. Really? My, my bad. The Islanders. Yeah, you did not see a game there. All right, so four states. But that's still pretty good, 46 yeah. states. Your favorite state to watch baseball? Oh, wow. I would say Florida because you can get to about three or four games a day down there during spring training, you know, or that before spring training favorite games start. Favorite minor league park before Vegas. Las Vegas, you know, right now. Favorite minor league Crown, park? Yeah, favorite, favorite park to the, go to to where it was a setting to where – the town was into the team. Yeah. It didn't matter if they were single A, double A, triple A, but the town was into the team because it's all they had. You know what? I'd say Reading, Pennsylvania. There you go. Double baby. A Phillies. KT yeah. was born Del Diamond's tough Redding to beat. General, baby, back in. Del Diamond's tough to beat down there in Georgia. What about uh, Albuquerque when the Dodgers were? Never been there. No. No. Seems like a pretty good place. Seems like they. Because they support New Mexico big time as yeah. far as in the pit. You'd be going like, oh, my God, where are these fans coming from? But Reading, Pennsylvania. Reading, Pennsylvania. They pack it every night. Phillies, huh? big, great crowds there every night. Beautiful. Pack it. At least when I was there. I don't know how it is now, but it was it was fun. Well, it's uh, it's good times over there. It uh, beats the heck out of going to Lancaster or wherever the Hoke is from. Hoke, where are you from? I'm from York, Pennsylvania. Yeah, York. Again, there's nobody from York outside of that general that got killed back in the Revolutionary War. What are you talking about? I don't know. Right. You're just making stuff up. Well, do you have a minor league team in York? Actually, they do. They have an independent league team there. They've got a really nice stadium uh, they build in there. Uh, But I went to a lot of the Harrisburg Senators games. Really? Yeah, on City Island. That was a fun place to watch. Senators, man, back in the day. Frank Howard. I remember seeing that guy when I was a little kid, Frank Howard. Looked like he was holding a toothpick. That was like one of the bigger bats in uh, Major League Baseball. I, I don't think he played for Harrisburg. Uh, who played for Harrisburg? Did you ever go to Harrisburg there, Yeah, Chris? I did. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, I was there when it was a double-A affiliate for the Expos. Rondell White was there. Oh, uh, nice. Joey Eichen, remember, left-hand pitcher. Rez Atlantic yes, played shortstop. I, they had a hell Eichen, of a team. Did he, he didn't go to the Royals, did he? No, who's uh, that He guy? was drafted originally, Joey Eichen, by the Rangers, I think. Yeah, he bounced around, ended up with the Dodgers. Left-hand reliever, had some nice years. He got six or seven years in. But Rondell, yeah, Rondell White, Rondell White, I remember. Yeah, yeah Mark Rezolanik was a shortstop. Yeah, um, Mike Lansing, I think, played second there base. They had a cool. phenomenal double A. Jim Tracy was a manager. All right, so let me yeah. go back to when this is even before Mark Hoke days. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, if you let me finish here, it's ought to be good. Listen, come on, bring Jerry, it. Jerry Park, Montreal. I used to love watching games in that little. Band <laughs> I miss box. that one. Coco yeah. Leboy. Coco Leboy. John Bacabella. John Steve Bateman. Ranko. Yeah, John Bateman. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers was saw. He came yeah. a little he came a little later. He was still part of that squad. Uh, Ron Fairley might have been. Ron Fairley, Rusty Staub was yeah. there. Yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to remember, man, those Expos teams. But I used to love it. Ellis Valentine is Park. I bet Ellis Valentine was on that team. I think Ellis Valentine. Was it later? No, I think think he was in the Olympic Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yes, 76, Olympic Stadium. Park Jari. Yeah, that was was fun. And I had relatives in Montreal. And so I remember we went up there one time. And I remember as goofy as Barney was on the Flintstones in English – Watching them talk French was just classic. I mean, I remember we were there. and we're, that, So, you know, my dad comes in the room, and the kids, what are we doing? We're watching the freaking Flintstones Only you would remember French. something like I, that. I, of course you remember these childhood dreams, but I made it to the forum. and uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's back Is that when the, the John Beliveau days? Or? No, after Beliveau, but it was Yvonne Cornway. Yvonne Cornway. No, before LaFleur. Yvonne Cornway. Yeah. Gila Point. Uh, the Mahavlich brothers. Ken yeah. Dryden in the Nets. Yeah, it was really good stuff. They've had was, a little bit of a dry spell up there, haven't they? Yeah, but they were almost they were, they were almost impossible to beat up there at the forum. In fact, the fans were so conditioned to winning that when the road team actually would come in and beat them, they'd give them a, a hand. Like, wow, you you actually did something. Yeah. We, this only happens twice a year, three times a year. First that's hockey game as a kid, Bobby Hull against Gordy Howe at the old Olympia in Detroit. I think that's what it was called, the Olympia before Joe Lewis. Yeah, it was my first hockey game. Who won? Don't, couldn't tell See, you. See, now the first couldn't. game I went to, Rangers and Bruins. Espo, Phil Espo, was still on the Bruins before that trade with the Rangers. 5 nothing. Boston shut him out. And there I was. I was, like, crying and stuff on the way home. My dad's like, it's only one game. I'm like, yeah, but we didn't score, you know. And then my sister went to her first game. It was 3-3. I'll never forget Red Wings and Rangers. Stan Makita was playing with Bobby Hull. There, I forget who was the third guy in that Tony line. Esposito win the Nets? I think it was uh, – it was Terry Sawchuck, oh, yeah, I think, for the Red Wings. Okay. Oh, yeah, for the, for the Red Wings. But for the, for the Blackhawks, Black Tony Esposito, man. Plant, some guy named Jacques Plant. Jacques Plant. Plant. No, not, no, no. No, he was, wasn't he, uh, I want to say no, Minnesota. That doesn't boy, sound I, right. I was going to say Minnesota North Stars. Uh, Jacques Plant. He was the last guy, I think, that I, played. I the, Andy Isco have all that. No, it was Glenn Hall. Guy. Glenn Hall for the Blackhawks. Okay, the Glenn last Hall. guy without a mask, though, was Jacques Plant. He was the last one to play without a mask. All right, listen, I went over uh, the first break. I'm so what do we got to bet on? Attention. What do we got, a little beer riding on yeah, the John got, Rom? We got, yeah, okay. Rom will not make the cut. That's you know better than to bet with me. You I got know, killed I was going to say, what's a you better bet? Killed. What's a better bet? Your Seattle bet you last really year, tender. major You're just betting a beer. <laughs> you have really gotten I, I, tentative. I, well, of course, I cut it down uh, from losing the money. I just and, wait for you to go first. What did I lose last year? I just wait for you to go first. I lost 150 to you last year. Something like that. That's terrible. Yeah. All right, it's a good thing it's a soft break. Hoax over there freaking out. Cause he can't, he can't, he's got to find a different song to replace money. the Oriole Magic. That's pizza money for you. And I told him you. to find the Meet the Mets song. By the way, we knocked that out. By we the way, knocked guys, out Meet the go Mets. Ahead. We knocked that out. Hoaxster, go ahead. What do you got? Before you go to break, yeah, I beat you both. What do you have? On bets. Well, I still, oh, you won't accept my crab cake offers. I've offered it. No, lamb chops. What is it? Yeah, we just what? haven't gotten over there yet, but I beat you yeah. both. Yeah, when so are you going to make it to Steiner's? Well, maybe when I don't have to produce the show on Wednesday night. Well, Never. <laughs> why don't you come right after the show? It's only like a five-minute drive. Well, I have a passenger. Oh, now it's actually. No. You, you, you throw her on Uber, can, find can, a reliable oh, Uber yeah, driver. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, find a reliable yeah, I'm gonna, Uber driver. Oh, yeah, right? that's easy to do. Right. I, I get to pick my Uber driver. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. All right. 825. Take a break. SportsX Radio. Get yeah, you please. caught up on everything. It is a final, <laughs> though. 108-103. Nuggets up two games to none on the Lakers. And on the ice, well, 
We'll update you when we come back. Eastern Conference Finals underway. Was in overtime. We'll let you know where it is now. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM Don Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Follow the show at Ken Thompson 87 at SportsX Radio. And my producer at Mark Hoke Show. Mark Hoke Show, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Sunday mornings. The best in professional wrestling. We're the best in sports talk radio. We'll be right back. Meet the Mets. Everybody. That is awesome. Mark Hoke surprising me, man. I'm telling you. Not that much was awesome. better than what you and I cranked out earlier. You know, here's the, here's the right, funny so, part. You, you bozos before. For, for those of you, since we're, we're not streaming in here yet, but these two goofballs <laughs> were in here singing that song. Knocking it out. It was a head. duet. You all think the Oriole Magic thing is rough. I had to hear them both singing at the same time. And never but, choreographed. It had no idea that no, Wayne no. even knew the right words. Right off the cuff. Right no. off but the cuff. But you used to work for the Mets organization. I did. So that's yeah. it. Yeah. But, so, but you remember back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. Three of the best announcers. And Andy Mets. Isco will tell you. The best. Lindsey Nelson, Bob Ky- uh, Ralph Kiner, and Bob Murphy. You got it. And Watch Bob Murphy was my, Bob Murphy was my favorite on the radio. Then I, you had Kiner's Corner after the Kiner's game. Kiner's Corner was the best. Because as Ralph got older... He started slipping a little bit, and he'd call. He, you know, he'd have uh, he'd have some yogiisms there. Just uh, call yeah, he, people he different just names. Get his little great. cup and yeah. take another sip. And, there, good. and by the way, Ken, I had that queued up way before you guys even brought it up. Wow! Because they beat the Tampa Rays tonight, no, so Mike, I, it was a, it was a gift to me. Even though the Orioles lost, if Mike's your Mets did something tonight, right tonight, he's going to expect us to play New York, New York for the Yankees. You know, yeah, that's right. Mike, Mike he's a, he, yeah. he listens quite often. Here's he here's my deal. Here's my okay. deal. This is what I'll do for him. All right, all right. When the Orioles win the division, okay, and the Yankees manage to knock like Tampa Bay or Toronto off that and clinches the is the, the game clincher okay. for the Orioles to win the division, okay. Because the Yankees will be in fourth place York, and they'll New be York, out of it. But I will, I will celebrate when the Yankees beat somebody to put the Orioles in the playoffs. Okay, all right. Is that yeah, fair? That's there you fair. Go. Yeah. It's I good. mean, they'll be they'll be looking up at them in the standings. But I, I will, you know, I'll be generous. All right. So, is that your prediction right now? No. Because Mike Scali, Mike <laughs> no. Scali will bet you that yeah, the Yankees want, finish ahead of the Orioles. We better play New York, New York. I'm go. wondering. I, I, I'm thinking you're feeling pretty confident now with the O's. To finish ahead of the Yankees, are you not? I'm no, I'm 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 not going to get too cocky about it. I'm going to stick with my prediction at the start of the season. I'm worried their bullpen's blown out by Toronto, the All Star break. I I said Toronto, Yankees, Orioles. I'm going to stay with and it. You're staying with that. I'm still going to stay with it. I had Toronto one. You know, but Tampa might get in there and you know send the Yankees home. That's okay. All right. All right. Well, he's a realist, and he did call Wayne. Remember, I, I'm pretty sure you were here. He called the Sixers to lose to the Celtics in seven games. I don't know if I remember that. Yeah. I'll take your word for no, it. He you, did. Your memory's still I, strong. I, I promise. Yeah. He did, because I was like, really? I go, And then I'm thinking, and he's like, well, yeah, game seven's in Boston. 
And he picked the Sixers? Yep, but I don't think he thought that it would go the way that it went, where yeah, Philly would have an opportunity series. to win in game six at home and have a lead in the second half. That's what I think irritated Mark Hoke the most. Mark, real quick, you said you were you agreed with the firing of Doc Rivers. Absolutely. Kriv, what about you? Uh, God, the guy has been had a tough time here. I, he just struggled winning the big games, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't follow the NBA that closely like you guys do. You got to get to the playoffs. I mean, I'm hoping you don't regress now with whoever takes over. I think Nick Nurse lands one of these things. I wouldn't mind Nick Nurse as the coach. I, I, that's my call for the Sixers. Yeah, that's all well and good if Nick Nurse takes over. But let's remember who was the one that helped resurrect the program? The doctor. So forget the nurse when you can have the doctor. Bring in Dr. J. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yes, it would. I, I don't think Doc. Yeah, I know, but that was, come on. There's the no doctor way. over there's the no. nurse? Come on. How about nurse as an assistant to the doctor? Can you sound like <laughs> That's you're beautiful? Uh, can you <laughs> sound like you're spending some time at the adult uh, well, adult store there going through the, the, um, the movies? Oh, through the movies? Yeah, yeah you know, the, the doctor and the nurse and the, yeah, whatever. I was going to say, I mean, I, I, I several adult beverages, but no, I, not even that. I would never do that on the air. They used to be able to get away with that. <laughs> To be able to, some of these guys used to have drinking shows back in the day. <laughs> and then I remember, uh, of course, I remember my brother in law, Zach Wild, when we did that show at Steiner's, my very first Steiner's show. Roger Sachs, I know, remembers that one. That was a classic. That little schnookered? Yeah. Well, Zach, Zach was actually pretty good because that's back when he was drinking two cases of beer a day oh, okay. when he was on tour, but he had cut down to 20 that day, so he was, he was okay. All right. Yeah. That's how, legit. How, however, the other uh, the other tour members there were uh, oh, no. on Crown Royal playing craps at Mandalay Bay all night, and they were out of control. But uh, Saxy still gave me the gig, and that was 16 years ago. And now every Wednesday, Steiner, 1750 North Buffalo. Boy, was that a terrible decision. I'm telling you, Saxy's <laughs> been second-guessing that for the last I'm sure he years, has. No doubt. All right, let's go to the Richard Badge and Finley Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. We said we were going to update you on the only hockey game, Eastern Conference Finals. Carolina at home against the Florida Panthers, the upstart Panthers that were down three games to one to the Boston Bruins, found a way to knock off the team that finished with the best record of all times in the regular season in the NHL, parlay that into a victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs, wow. and now taking on the Carolina Hurricanes, looking to take care of business and get to the Stanley Cup Finals. It is two to 2-2, two, and they have just finished up the first overtime period. Barkoff for Hagee. For Florida, Jarvis, Noson for uh, the Canes. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, it's one of those games that I, f- I figured the series would be like this, but these are games normally that Carolina wins. At home, low-scoring games, close ones, they find a way to get it done. Anderson in net, Frederick Anderson for Carolina. Bobrov- Bobrovsky, Bob, yeah, 38 saves, so... Uh, 13-shot advantage there for Carolina, but it doesn't matter how many you shoot on goal. It matters how many get in the net. And 2-2 two to two after the first overtime. So I'm hoping that this, see, it's 8.35 now. We get off the air at 8.57-ish. So we need another overtime at least to go scoreless so that I can watch this when we get out of here as well. That'll be good. I enjoy hockey games when they go. When we're only down to four teams, I want to see long games. Because it's always some type of dramatic goal. Who's going to be the one to step up? Mark Hoke, who wins this game, Carolina or Florida? I'm going to say Florida. Of course he would. Just for fun. Conspiracy theorist. No. 
This, th- but this has been really interesting. Florida had had one had the third a third goal. Who does hold off? Hoax got Florida called yeah, off. I got Carolina. All right, there you go. I'm feeling good now with the crib in my corner. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you saw that too, but Carolina had a shot here in overtime that went right off the bottom of the crossbar. Would have won it, but uh, did not go in. Bounced out. So sorry, KT. All right. Uh, well, we'll keep. An remember eye on last it. week we all took Golden State over the Lakers. So the. Obvious and what did I say when, when, it, when all you guys took Golden State? What did I say? I'll take the Lakers. Well, yeah, I think you liked them I all did. along. You were just being a contrarian. Well, I, all through, when, Which is the way to go. That's the way to do it. Yep. That's how the sports books make money. They're waiting for one guy. Hey, I got this team. Who do you like? I got this team. Yeah, me too. All right, we're all on it. Great. Go Sportsbook wins. Bet the other way. <laughs> oh, man, good stuff. <laughs> what a clown right, show. So we'll, keep, we'll, keep an eye <laughs> we'll keep an eye on this game. <laughs> guys, tomorrow, big-time game here, Vegas Valley, T-Mobile. Kriv? Yeah. Dallas Stars took all three from the Vegas Golden Knights during the season. Now, Mark Stone didn't play in all those games, missed 39 games, but he looks good right now. And Aiden Hill in between the pipes looks solid. Yeah, he really I mean, to get back that win, Edmonton. To get that win in Edmonton the way they did, because they take the 1-0 lead, but then two goals within a minute or so for Edmonton, and the crowd really into it, but then they never score again. And to win in six, to do it in Alberta, very, very impressed. I Isn't think, Dallas think, kind of a defensive, low-scoring yeah, team? Yeah, they are. That, and that's what I said. I said I thought if Dallas is to win the game, when Dallas wins a game, I'm looking at 3-2, 2-1, 1 I got to go with the Knights tomorrow night. Yep. I got to go And Knights. the over. I'm thinking Knights 5-2 tomorrow. What do we got for a total? Five and a half? Something yep, like that? Five and a half, yep. Criv, You're going you? over? I'll go, no, I'll go Knights mean, and under. Okay, so Hoekster, where are you? I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I'll take the Knights. I'm thinking like a 3-2-ish, something like that. Okay. All right. So, remember, if it's 3-2. Oh, you're thinking maybe an overtime game? No. Just... No, I'll take, I'll take uh, Vegas in regulation. All right. Two. So, now, remember, check out all the different shops around town. Westgate Superbook right now, Golden Knights minus 130. It's a little higher than a couple other shops. So, that's because they're getting some good, sharp money on Vegas. I will just tell you that. Arthur DeCesar talked about that. They have a lot of exposure as far as Vegas, and that happens when you're in the city Absolutely. where the team has got a chance to win it all. Five and a half is the total. Cheated to the under, minus 115. So if you go over the five and a half, I believe you'll be a plus 105 as far as Is that as the that series goes. price, Ken? Did you, for, for the 130? No, it's in for fact, tonight, I'll get the— I, For I, I, Yeah, that's for tomorrow night. I think I want to say I played Vegas minus 135. I and thought me, it would be in that range. Yeah, yeah. it's— yeah, I believe it had actually gone up to 140-ish, and I'll tell you in just a sec. I'm going to go and grab that series price real quick. But I love the hockey playoffs. Yeah, the only thing I don't fun. like is when we start running out of games, which we're doing now. But Isco will be weighing in. He's back from his trip back east. He made it to uh, a couple different ballparks. We'll get his take. Let's uh, let's see. Series price right here. And Vegas Golden Knights are... Right now in the series, okay, minus 135. Take back plus 115 for the Stars. I think that's. I think the way the Golden Knights are playing right now, five-on-five five hockey, uh, you know, of course, plus the goalie, I, I think they're the best team right now. And I think that series with Seattle may have taken a little bit out of Dallas. That won seven games. Golden Knights got it done in six, had a little bit of extra rest. We'll see. Dallas is a very solid defensive team. Pete DeBoer. The old Vegas Knights coach, yeah, that's of course, interesting. Touch is the coach it. of Dallas. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of ta- a lot of uh, uh, different things going on. Intangibles, as uh, the old Jimmy the Greek would call them, intangibles. 
uh, coming into play there. Uh, Lakers, though, do get the cover tonight. And we'll have game two coming up, Miami at Boston, and a ton of money right away on the Boston Celtics. Let me see what that line is. It was nine and a half last night. And right now it's down to nine. So a little bit of buyback money came back on the heat because it got as high as nine and a half at the Westgate Superbook. Now I'm seeing nine everywhere in Vegas, two fifteen and a half. And Criv, I know Boston lost the first game. I know they need this game. Yeah. But I'm not saying that they get it that easily because I think Jimmy Butler and the way Miami's playing and the way Spolstra coaches, he's like, there's no pressure on us. And if you play basketball, and there's a lot of you out there that play basketball, if you play basketball, especially if you're a shooter, and there's no pressure on you. In other words, Miami's not expected to win. And even if they don't win, they're okay. They got what they needed in Boston. They're going to fly back to Miami, tied at a game apiece. But when there's no pressure on a shooter, a shooter can relax and be more himself. Because Tatum and Brown and Smart and these guys, they need to make their shots. So if they start missing, they're going to start tightening up. Just saying. I'm mad at myself for me. last night for won't not having me. Miami enough points. I'm mad at myself. Won't shock me first off if Miami covers tomorrow, and uh, won't shock me if Miami somehow goes up 2-0 because that team right now, you could see the chemistry on that team. They are playing. And remember, they're doing this without Tyler Hero, who was a big part of that team during the regular season. Yep. That just shows me and elevates Eric Spolster as far as a head coach in my book. Big coaching edge in this series. I got Man, I, the Celtics are really tough to – and during these playoffs, they've been back and forth. You think they're going to win, they lose. You think they're going to lose, they win. It's been tough to get a read on them. I guess you just go the other way. And uh, they, I could see a blowout, too, if the Celtics get it going early. Tomorrow, Miami just shifts down to third gear and gets ready for game three and happy to get a split. I could see that, too. All right, so about four minutes to go before uh... – they start the second overtime. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one. We're going to go to the big league scoreboard. But thank you, Mark Hoke, for playing the old meet the Mets. Now, of course, all my Yankee fan buddies and family members that root for the Bronx Bombers, they'd say, meet the Mets, beat the Mets, step right up and beat the Mets. They had their own little words to that song. And, of course, the Mets had a lot of lean years. Uh, not that this year is great, but Pete Alonso, who got the game-winning three-run homer Last night, the walk-off in the 10th inning also had a two-run homer today, and the Mets win the game. Uh, or it's a, it was a solo shot, but they win the game against the Rays 3-2. to two. So Mark Hoke saying, you know what? My Orioles may not have won, but we didn't lose any ground. We're still only three and a half back. We'll get to the six games, I believe, there were in, on the baseball diamond. We'll get into the overnights with Andy Isco uh, in hour number two. AI will join us at 9 o'clock. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM Dawn streaming live on the Odyssey app with Wayne Krivsky, former general manager, Cincinnati Reds. And how about almost four decades as a scout in the big leagues? That is good stuff, Kriv. I mean, you got an outstanding Fun resume. Fun career. Yeah, That's I had a great, great resume. Time. Yep, very fortunate. Thanks, Ken. Yeah, you are. You're very spoiled, fortunate. Krivsky. Yeah, I had a good, good run, and uh, I still got enough fire in my belly. I'd keep working if somebody wanted to bring me on board. Well, you know what? Yeah. I may ma- I may make a call to Showalter because they could use a good scout right now. I know Buck very well. Well, why don't yeah. you get on that Mutual payroll? respect, I think. Come on, Steve Cohen. Even if you make $2 million, he's not going to miss it. Yeah. He's, right? uh the Mets are going to – boy, they got some issues We need right some now. young pitchers, man. Criv, go yeah, find us a couple they, young yeah, pitchers. Yeah, they don't Come fall on. out of trees, that's for sure. Uh, that's all right. We'll send you to the Dominican, and uh, you spend a year there, you'll be fine. <laughs> Take a break. Come back. SportsX Radio rolling real quick. Mark Hoke. Mark Hoke Show, Sunday morning, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. What's coming up on Sunday? Well, we've got Soraya. Our interview with Soraya will be on that show. And we will be previewing the 
WWE Night of Champions, where it will be a new world champion crowned the now third world championship belt in WWE. Is, uh, Seth Rollins is going to be taking on AJ Styles. We'll see Brock Lesnar there, too, that night against Cody Rhodes. Should be a pretty... And Roman Reigns and the Solis Coa going for the tag titles. So I'd like to be see my wild. buddy real quick, Larry Ragusa, go up against Brock Lesnar. That would no, you be, wouldn't. That would be great. No, you wouldn't. That would be just outstanding entertainment. Well, if, if, if you're for looking for, for <laughs> Ragusa to get absolutely destroyed. That would be great. No, it wouldn't. I oh, would, I'd, I'd really no. enjoy that. It's got to be inside a steel cage, though, for sure. So Ragusa. Oh, that would be even worse. That would be outstanding. be great. Uh, Larry E.C. Ragusa. E.C.? For extra cheese. Take a break. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM K Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. We'll be right back. Look at what's happened to me. I can't believe it myself. Suddenly I'm up on top of the world. It should have been somebody George Costanza music for our good pal Mike Scallion. Got to uh, humor him somehow. And Mike's like, KT's an anti-Yankee guy. Look, I'm an Aaron Judge guy, though. I love Aaron Judge. He had a two-run home run in the first inning, and uh, Yankees doubled up on Toronto 4-2. to two. Chris, that's pretty impressive. They went up north of the border, took three out of four. Very impressive. Yeah. Uh, Blue Jays tough at home up there. But Scallion's uh, not listening anymore, right? He's uh, watching CSI reruns? Yeah, I don't know. I think he might have come back. Uh but, yeah, that, no, I was surprised by that result. I, I like the Blue Jays long-term here, and I, with the Yankees scuffling a little bit, I thought the Blue Jays would, at worst, split that series. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty good for the Yanks. They go uh, back into a tie with Toronto. They're both six games over five hundred, and they pick up a game on Baltimore and a game on Tampa. Mets beat the Rays 3-2. to two. Uh, McGill goes to 5-2. and two. His ERA is under four. Real we'll good game that. for him today. Yeah, real yeah, good game. solid. Uh, and then the Angels, they came up. With a couple runs in the eighth after Baltimore had battled back to take a 5-4 lead, the Angels win at 6-5 at Camden Yards. So Orioles still put up five runs and ten hits, uh, but the Halos get the win there. Uh, Baltimore, though, still at 28-16, and Crib, What's your take on this Orioles team after the first 44 games? Yeah, very impressive record. I know the schedule's probably been a little bit on the soft side, but the— They've got a, they've got a great lineup that can score runs. A lot of young players with energy and enthusiasm that really get after it. I, I worry about their bullpen. They're the two guys, Cano and Batista, at the end of the game. I, Brandon Hyde has uh, gone to them quite a bit, and I know he's concerned about it. I heard him interviewed the other day, and I that scares me a little bit. And that, that your bullpen starts wearing down, your starters aren't going that deep. Uh, that that's not a recipe to win uh, to win a lot of games. But they, they did split with the Angels, with Otani pitching and all that. They're, I'm impressed with the Orioles, but I, I do have concern about their pitching. All right, but their pitching, uh, Mark Hoke, you were talking about their setup guy last night. Yeah, Cano still hasn't given up a hit. He's no, not run. He hasn't given up a run. He's only given up four hits. Four hits, a run, and no walks. No walks. No walks. walks. 25 strikeouts, Craig, and zero walks. I've seen a little bit. He's filthy. They got him from the Twins in the deal last year. Yeah, that was the deal with Lopez that everybody hated. That was a great great get by them. I'm impressed with that kid. Great sinker. My goodness. And changeup. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's He's tough. He's got some some stuff, that's for sure. Twins made a mistake there. 
Uh, Santander and uh, Rushman both hit their seventh for the Orioles in the loss against the Halos. Uh, Halos got a home run from both Otani, his tenth, and Trout, his tenth. And uh, that's the difference in the 6-5 victory. But you know what? The way the Orioles team is playing right now, it's fun because they're going to be in this thing, I think, for the long haul. I yeah. think they have enough confidence. I think, like Mark said at the beginning of the year, he said keep an eye on their base stealing. It's going to set up runs. They're going to manufacture runs. And they've done that in several games. Uh, they found ways to win close games. And today they lose a close one. But they found several ways to win close games throughout the year. And that's why they sit at 28-16. and 16. Again, a nice effort by the Yankees to take three out of four from Toronto, make Mike Scalia the happy camper. Uh, but Aaron Judge, it's good to see him back in the lineup and uh, going deep. I mean, this is this guy, you you don't want to pitch to him. Sometimes you have to, especially, you know, with men on base. And he uh, made him pay early today. Two-run homer in the first inning, and the Yankees win that game 4-2, to two, doubling up on I got Toronto. a question for Mark. Go ahead. Hey, is our guy Gunnar Henderson, is he coming around a little bit? Mark looks like he's picked it up some. Yeah, he's getting there. I mean, he's been walking a ton. Yeah, I know yeah, he has. And, and I would rather see him swing the bat. Yeah, he, he's swung it. The, 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 the walks, three times the walks are fine. They're fine. But I say, just look, he's up close to 200 now. He's he's bringing it up. Yeah, give him give him time. I'm a he'll Gunnar okay. Henderson fan. I think he'll be fine. I'm not right. worried about it right now. Yeah, and, Wayne, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What what's the deal with the Angels? I mean, is this team going to get it in gear? What's wrong with wrong or right with them? Yeah, it's the same thing. They're same thing with their pitching. I mean, you got Otani and then you got a bunch of lefties. There's not a lot of difference there with, you know, Tyler Anderson, Sandoval. They're nice pitchers, but uh, and Suarez is capable. Um, I'm leaving out a name. There's Detmers. another Detmers shows promise at times, but and their bullpen just man, their bullpen is soft to me. They they, they really. I just don't like their pitching, um, and they, they their lineup's fine, but it, it looks like a 500 team to me right now. You trading Otani? You know what? People call me crazy. If they're not in it, I would. You got to get something for them, and I think I hear some guys talking the other day. You can't get any value for him. That's a bunch of. You can get value for him, even though he's in his walk, his walk year. You can, you can get some players, but um, I think you have to to build up your organization. If you can't sign them. You, you got to be ready to trade them in case you you know you lose eight in a row and you're you fall out of it or something like that. If they're not in contention come trade deadline, you got to you got to think about I'm it. I'm not trading them. I'm sorry, I'm not. So you're going to keep him? You're not going to? He's going to walk and you get nothing. If you trade him, you can still re-sign him in the off season. That doesn't happen very often that a guy comes back to his old team. Get what no, you well, can yeah, for him, I'm, and you, they, I'm you saying can, you got to get him a contract extension, but you have to. You have to be active, and you've got to get players around them. It can't just be Mike Trout, Ward, and a couple guys. I mean, you really yeah, have to. It's their pitching. It's yeah. their pitching more than the offense. Well, I mean, with free agency, you should be able to get it. You know? I mean, you're letting the Texas Rangers go in and, and grab guys like DeGrom, and, you know, you got the money. They just made some bad this, pitching you're already signs in over this the years. It's, you, you know what? You got to go for it. And you got to win with Otani and Trout. Well, that, I'm not saying you trade Otani if you're in contention. I'm saying you got to consider it if you're not. You have to. You have to. And then try to re-sign him in the offseason. All right. Interesting from the crib. All right, real quick uh, before we go to break, 5-3. Miami takes out Washington 16-8. to St. Louis doubled up on the Dodgers. Led that game 9-2. to Dodgers cut it to 9-8 on a Freeman grand slam and a solo by Muncie. But then... 16 to 8, St. Louis put it away. A lot of runs, and that helped the Grand Salami go over. 6 to 5, as we told you, Angels over the Orioles. 3 to 1, Cleveland beat the White Sox. Dylan Cease and the uh, Pelhos had been scoring runs, but didn't get any today outside of the one. 
And then the Yankees beat Toronto 4-2, to Mets 3-2 to over Tampa. That is it, a limited six-game schedule in the big leagues. And we'll get into the overnights with Andy Isco. We'll get into this hockey game a little more. 12.54 to go second overtime. Still tied at two from Carolina. It's a big game one now. Keep an eye on it between Florida and Carolina. We are live from Vegas, PSBR Lost Studios. Ken Thompson, the great Wayne Krivsky, producer Mark Hoke, 101.5 FMK Dawn, streaming live on the Odyssey app. You miss any part of the show, archives up by 11 o'clock. We're live from Vegas. We'll be right back. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. Hour number two, live PSBR Low Studios in Las Vegas. Still 2-2, 8-22 to go second overtime. Keeping an eye on the Eastern Conference final opener, Florida at Carolina. Ken Thompson, the great Wayne Krivsky, producer Mark Hoke. Kriv uh, is somebody that can attest to how valuable the Preventative Diagnostic Center is. PDCenterLV.com. PDCenterLV.com. We tell you to go there and check things out. Dr. John Pierce has something very valuable here in the Vegas Valley. Now in their fourth year, if you're uh, between the ages of 40 and 72, take advantage of us having the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. You can give a call, leave a message right now. You know the 702 for Vegas, 534-7900, 7900. Let them know Ken Thompson Sports X Radio sent you. Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. Heart CT scan, calcium score special. Get you in the door. Check out your ticker. $125, $600 value. Significant other, absolutely free. The two of you get in there. Total, $125, $1,200 value. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. Call the Preventative Diagnostic Center, 534-7900 and pdcenterlv.com. And Criv. Uh, now you have to go, you just got your second 
yeah. scan back, right? Yeah. So you have to you have to check on your heart a little bit. Uh, it, the uh, pla- they do uh, they give plaque you a report, thing, right? the plaque report on all your arteries and everything, and it was up a tick. I'll have to find out. I you know I see my cardiologist. I'll take the report with me, and we'll see what he's got. See, so, but that's good though that that you have that information yeah. now. I'm not in you know, any you're danger zone out. or anything. You, you look yeah. great. You're working yeah. out like a madman. Yeah. You know? Every day I do try to do something. Yeah, I walk and. Uh, do some weights and try to play for the tie. There you go. Yeah. Ties are good. I'd take a point tonight. Yeah, I'd be happy not? with that. There you go. Just uh, get through regulation. No, it was a great, rec- seriously, a great recommendation by you. Uh, and I uh, signed up for five years, you know, so I got five more coming. There I think. I think it's five. Yeah. Well, let's so hope they, so. So they give you, they give you a nice break. Let's hope so. Let, they, yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. I don't know. Hanging Do around. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Leave four of them in your will for me just in case. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know a great recommendation. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't. I I just like you you said it perfectly. Take charge of your health. That's it. That's, that's it, and it gives you peace There's of nobody, mind. Nobody else is going to do that no, for you. There's nobody else that's proactive. Plus, you get your physicals that. and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm all on board with that. I want to live a long time. Yeah, we Especially need you around. I, I need you around on Thursdays. I got to carry the show once in a while because well, you more you, than once I don't, in a while. You well, me? you know, I don't I don't know if I carry the show, but you got you, you got to have someone in between. Me you and, and Hope, Hope, right? Yeah. And, and I, I got to have little. But how yeah. how about the meet the Mets, man? I mean, Hope oh, we opens killed the, it. Hope opens the door, and there we are, acapella, and we're we're jamming, oh. and we had the in yeah. unison. Yeah, and he was just he couldn't take it. He just shut the One door. One little stumble by me. I I think we were as good as the real deal. That was really no. good. Couple no, north, no, no couple practice. northeast guys, couple grinders, couple nope. northeast grinders, and we knew that song. Good stuff. And the radio guys, yes. TV guys. There you go. Great trio. I love it. Yes, that was fun. Lindsey Nelson, Ralph Connor. Bob Murphy and Andy Isca would have been that fourth guy. Uh, AI is a Long Island guy. Now you're an upstate New York guy, but you and uh, Isco just uh, separated by hours. an hour. Yeah, by, like by, by, by about an hour. Yeah. Uh, AI, great. great to have you, man. How was that trip back east for the great Andy Isco? Isco, are you there? Earth to Isco. All right. Well, we we've got you, Andy. Whenever you uh, whenever you decide to join the show, you let us know. I think we have you. All right. Well, if we have Andy, he'll chime in when he's ready. He's probably uh, watching the hockey game and not paying attention. So nothing's changed. He's gone on vacation and he's still on vacation, watching the end of period number two, keeping an eye on that two-two tie. Talked a little baseball. Talked PGA Championship leaderboard again. They didn't finish the entire first round, but Eric Cole atop that leaderboard. And uh, Krivsky has no money on Eric Cole. No, I had about 350 to one or something like that. You had big, big number on him coming into this thing. And I, you have no money on DeChambeau, no money on Scheffler? I will never bet on DeChambeau. No money on I'm Scheffler? I uh, took Rom over Scheffler, and uh, we'll see how. I'm, I'm a big how about Scheffler Dustin guy. Johnson? You bet on DJ before. No, nah, no, nah, he's a live guy. Uh, my right. live guy is Cam Smith. Guy, Cam so. Smith's my guy. I got to ride Cam Smith. What about but, Hovland? That was one of Cannon's uh, guys. Cannon, yeah, I've, Cannon had, I've played him. He's never done anything for me. All right. So nobody in uh, in negatives, right? Uh, I don't think so. I got not a good day for me today. See if I All can right, bounce so, back. Yeah, you'll bounce, bounce back, back tomorrow, tomorrow outside of Rom not making the cut. All right, Isco, are you out there? <laughs> I was there before. 
Well, where were you? I mean, speak up, man. I was, I was talking. There must have been something wrong with the connection. Because oh, I was saying, if you remember back in the day at Shea Stadium, the Mets used to have Banner Day, usually yes, between yes. games of a doubleheader, and the crowd would uh, come down on the field with uh, signs that they made on their bed sheets. And I know you were talking about the uh, Mets announcers. And uh, when I was back in New York, uh, we happened to come up on the subject, and my brother-in-law told me the best sign he ever saw was there was a banner that said, the Bob Murphy fan club meets in a phone booth. No way. Yep. That's terrible. This, 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 uh, and he was one of the more popular announcers, of course, uh, going way back. But uh, this was back in the day when you didn't have to worry about being politically correct or anything, and right. they would let almost anything go and go. And that was uh, that was one of the more humorous banners that yeah, uh, we well, all remember. We had all the great shows. We had all the all in the families and the Jeffersons and all that great stuff back in the day when you could say stuff without. Oh God, I'm going to be canceled for the all love the of family. God! All, all the crap. family, yeah, oh, just, yeah. just just fun stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, just uh, really enjoyed a lot of that stuff. But yes, Banner Day was something that I remembered, and it was always in between games of a doubleheader, and they'd usually put it like, you know, the Padres. The Padres were pathetic, but they knew they're going to get a sellout crowd for the Padres doubleheader. It's going to be Banner Day. By the way, those were scheduled doubleheaders, yes. not part of makeup dates. And I seem to recall that the Mets plan on bringing back Banner Day at some point uh, later this season. So Steve Cohn, the new owner, you know, grew up not too far from Shea Stadium and longtime Mets fan. And uh, I think he uh, is trying to big, bring back some of those old uh, memorable Met events that they used to have before uh, uh, the Wilpons took over. Yeah, well, let's bring back a memorable event like uh, 1986. That'd be great, you know, uh, winning a World Series. It's been too long. <laughs> Yeah, how they had their chance against Kansas City a few years ago, and uh, uh, I remember there were some questionable decisions that were made uh, uh, in that in that series. But uh, they've been a disappointment, and and you know, a lot of it has to do with injuries. But when you sign guys like Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, who have had, who first of all they're ancient, and they've had recent history of uh, of injuries, it shouldn't be all that much of a surprise that you have to uh, uh, deal with them. But uh, offensively, I think you can point to as being the major disappointment. Yeah, so far. But two wins in a row against Tampa Bay, the team with the best record in baseball, and that Alonzo three-run blast walk-off in the 10th inning the other night led to a three, helped uh, give them a little momentum to lead to a 3-2 victory today. So maybe as they pull within a game of 500, maybe they get things rolling and uh, we'll see. But Andy, you got to go to some baseball back east. You always make a trip back east. This one was earlier than normal. Uh, yeah, it's on the earlier side, but uh, for the first time in more than I can remember as many years, we actually had really good weather uh, throughout the entire two weeks, regardless of where I was. And I was in, I think, three different states uh, during the period. When the first game I saw was with some friends down in Philadelphia. It was the game where the Phillies were down one nothing. They tied it in the bottom of the ninth and won it in the bottom of the tenth, two one on. Uh, uh, an error that uh, uh, resulted from the second, I think, second baseman or shortstop overthrowing the first baseman on an attempt uh, to complete a double play. And they pointed out, from what I understand on the announcer, that yeah, I think it was Bryce Harper. I think he was the one who hit it. I'm not sure. But uh, he hustled down the line, and as, a, and as a result, he forced the quick throw, and the throw went out. So it was, it was the demonstration of these players who continually fail to run out ground balls because they are conceding it's going to be out. So it was nice to see from that standpoint point and then a few days later went to a uh after a few days earlier i went to a game at city field between the uh, uh mets and the uh, rockies and uh, the mets got the silver medal in that one 
Yeah, no doubt. Rockies, I think, took three out of four in that series, if I remember I think that correctly. was like 10-6 or something in that one. 13-6, maybe. Uh, oh, no, 10-6. Yeah, yeah, there was a 10-6. Yeah, there were there – were... They scored – I think they scored a couple of – two, three runs in the top of the ninth inning after it appeared to be the inning was over, and then a, a replay challenge by Colorado uh, ruled that the uh, runner beat the, uh, the throw to first, and they ended up scoring a couple of runs after that. Yeah, so uh, – all right. But all in all, you got to see family. That's the most important. And then taking in some games, you're a – uh, connoisseur of going to uh, baseball wherever you're at and you make it to the West Coast or the East Coast. You go up and down the uh, in the different places that you can go to. And, and out of the newer places, uh, what do you like the best? You like Philly? You like that ballpark? I like I like that ballpark. I like City Field because of the way that it's sort of really retro uh, with, uh, you know, when the Wilpons owned the Mets, of course, they grew up Brooklyn Dodger fans, so they had a lot of stylistic things uh, relating to Ebbets Field, the old uh, uh, home of the Brooklyn Dodgers before they moved west uh, nearly 50 years ago now. Uh, Camden Yards, I was at, uh, it was one of the first few years when they had the All-Star game there, I think in 93, and that was one of the first uh, uh, you know, smaller ballparks after everything had been the cookie-cutter AstroTurf ballparks for about 25 years into the early 90s, so I've been to that one always. Uh, like that one. Uh, Yankee Stadium, it's not that much different than the old Yankee Stadium, not quite as large. And I actually enjoyed the old Yankee Stadium before they took the monuments out of monuments out of center field. Yeah, I remember. But there were some seats before they renovated it uh, to where the poles uh, were set up. And, and if you had the wrong seat, that pole be in your vision there. I remember that uh, going. Most ballparks have, have worked on those sight lines uh, now. As far as almost every seat, virtually every seat uh, has an unobstructed view, or at least uh, no more than a partially obstructed view. Criv, you know, I asked you about your favorite uh, minor league places to go to. What about out of all the major league parks that you've been to? Because I remember mm-hmm. when Kauffman you know, Field came, you know, in Kansas City, they had the fountains and everything. Of course, I love the Royals because I was an anti-Yankee guy, so I adopted the Kansas City Royals back in 1971 with Big John Mayberry at first base and Cookie Rojas at second, back before the George Brett Frank White uh, days. And uh, that that ballpark was absolutely pristine. What were some of your favorite ballparks going through the years that you worked? I'll tell you what, Ken. It was always a pleasure to go to St. Louis. More for the fans. Right. They just it's just a great atmosphere to, for baseball. I love going to St. Louis. Stay downtown, walk to the park type of thing. Very convenient. Um, let's see. I have not been to Seattle. I have not seen the been in the White Sox park, and I've not been in the new Yankee Stadium. But I've got all the other ones. Uh, See, they say Seattle's great. I've never, I've missed Seattle so far. From, but I like St. Louis. Love St. Louis. I Pittsburgh, to too. Pittsburgh, too. All over. The two par- parks that are mentioned the most these days, San Francisco and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Andy. San Francisco is good. Uh, uh, you smell the garlic fries the minute you walk in the ballpark. It's beautiful, <laughs> beautiful setting. Yeah, I've been to that garlic fest in Gilroy up there. Oh, yeah? Northern California. Yeah, that was... Uh, that's a one heck of an event. That's an annual event. That's uh, the big garlic festival. Folks that go up there know. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, used to have Niners season tickets back in the day, and uh, I did it as a promotion for a casino, Casino Morongo, down there in Southern California. And they got Niners season tickets, and then they ended up not renewing them, but they had already paid for the rights for the tickets. So I had them. That's back when Steve Young was quarterback, and I remember going up there and shit. I was sitting in back of Steve Berline's parents one time, and they were. 
whining and crying about some interference call. And I'm like, come on, you always got those calls at Notre Dame. Quit whining. So, of course, the USC came out of me there at, uh, at the old Burlines expense. Andy Isco, as far as the hockey game, we're down to 222 in the second overtime. Uh, still 2-2, two to two, Carolina and Florida. I would think the longer this game goes, it's, uh, it's bigger for the home team to have to win this one. Yeah, I actually uh, thought that the goalie interference call should not have been made because the player, these things happen so quickly. So it seems as though the player was actually going forward or going past the goal laterally, and the defenser sort of pushed him in there, and then they ultimately scored the goal. But it it was a close call, but I didn't see enough to really suggest that it should have been called. And uh, I'm glad. I think this is the second game to go into double overtime, if I recall. And I'd love to see this game just go on from a pure hockey entertainment standpoint. And you really can't look away because goals happen so quickly. No doubt about it. Down to a minute 30 to go as uh, clock ticks down there in the second overtime. We'll let you know if there is a goal scored before we go to break. Ken Thompson, Andy Isco at Vegas, Andy 711. You can follow Andy that way. And uh, Kriv, I still can't get him to get on Twitter. What's up with that, Krivsky? Come on. Uh, you need a Twitter handle for the love of God. I got enough going on. <laughs> yeah, no, but you'll, you'll have even more. I'm not you'll a have Twitter more, You'll guy. have more support. For will, what? From a lot of people that will enjoy <laughs> your, I'm serious, your, your knowledge from being in the game for better than four decades. I mean, that, that is priceless. There's, you know, Andy and I, we love it. Mark Hoke, he loves it. But we weren't in the game. You were in the freaking game for four years. I appreciate years. that, Ken. You've been pushing me on that for a few weeks now or months. Uh, I'm, I'll be open-minded about it. Well, I got yeah. you. Go to the Preventative Diagnostics yeah, Center. You did. Get Twitter. Yeah, I'm All not. Right, a, go ahead. I'm not Mark a big. Hoke's gonna hey, I'm not a big self. I'm not a self-promoter kind of guy. I I just like to speak uh, into the microphone. Yeah. Turning your head. Oh, is he? Uh, okay. You're gonna get lectured by Hoke. Yeah, he's he does that to me once in a while. I yeah. I actually have a somewhat hockey-related question for Wayne. A hockey question? Go. All right. Who's related. It? Hockey-related. Okay. Go ahead, Andy. Because I know we're going to talk about the game tomorrow between Dallas and the uh, Golden Knights. Who's the coach of Dallas? Yeah, that's uh, Mr. DeBoer. And where did he coach last year? Uh, The Vegas Knights. Now, my question to you is, having been close to the game, I would think that who has the advantage, the coach knowing his former players or the former players knowing the coach? Because Dallas was 3-0 and against uh, the Knights this year, although I think two of them were one-goal games. And no Mark Stone, I think Ken said. In, in two so, of them. In two of those three. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Personnel changes so much from year to year. Uh I don't know if there's any great advantage here. I, I don't know that the fact they won three games, three and zero against Vegas this year, uh, is related to the coach. I don't know. I the, the reason you're, you're I more, mentioned that you're more of a hockey guy than I am, so I'm interested well, in what you. I'm saying because I think it goes in all sports because the coach who left is still a, a solid nucleus of the people of the players he left behind, and I would think the coach is very much aware of both the strengths and the weaknesses of the players that he coached for however long yeah, he coached. Yeah, right off the top of my head, I would think it might apply more to baseball and football than it would hockey. I was going to say, what about what about a pitcher? Who's got the advantage, the team that knows that pitcher or the pitcher coming back against his old team the following year? 
I yes, might say the latter so. there. The pitcher might know the weaknesses of the hitters. He, he's seen them play a lot. Uh, but the but the hitters should know the weaknesses of the well, pitcher never, as well, right? They've never seen him. They've never faced him though, right? Is that what you're saying? He's coming back to face. Uh, yeah, I mean, but they've watched him. I mean, they've watched him. Not the same as being in the and, box, so yeah. not the same. Uh, good question though. You could have a good debate on that probably. All right, so two two after two, just to get that out there at the second overtime. So five periods they've played. They're still knotted at two, Florida and Carolina. Regardless, if you had the under in the game, you will cash that ticket. Just depends who wins the game. Florida, Carolina, and did you do anything with this series? Because I took the Canes. Uh, I have not done anything uh, with either series or with either of the first two games, either tonight's game or tomorrow's game. I often take a look, and it's almost the same thing in the NBA where often I will sit out the first game unless I really like the underdog. For example, I took the points with uh, Miami last night, did not expect them to win the game, but was not surprised that it was a, that it was going to be a competitive game, or at least Miami was going to have it competitive. So I'll do that at times, other times, and I've done it with the, uh, the, the, the Laker game I've done because I didn't play game one. I, I, you know, the numbers in these games are generally very, very good. You just don't know at what level the players are going to play relative to what their power ratings show. And so sometimes, like in the case of the Denver Lakers game, Denver controlled that first game. They made the Lakers uh, make a run, but Denver still held on to win, held court. So in the game two, the line was relatively similar, I think, five, five and a half, and we saw Atlanta five. But the question is, was Denver going to take note from what happened in game one and make sure that the Lakers don't have a chance to, have, to pull out game two so Denver could maintain home court by winning the first two? Or were the Lakers confident enough to show that, hey, we played even with them on the road? and uh, we almost came back to win the game. So those two you don't know the answers to, so I couldn't find a reason to play either side in that game because I could see either result. As far as the Boston-Miami game, uh, I'm on Boston for tomorrow. Almost a similar type thing applies, except that Boston lost the game outright, uh, and uh, uh, Miami has accomplished what it needed to accomplish, which is win one game on the road. Clearly, they want to win game two, but at the same time, Boston does not want to go down 0-2, and Boston, I would think, if they get a big lead, will start to remember to play some defense defense and not allow Miami to make the run that they made the other night. All right. Good stuff. AI, real quick, uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back. We're going to get your take as far as the Vegas Golden Knights as they open up the series with the Dallas Stars tomorrow. See what Andy Esco decides as far as on that series price, if he thinks there's value there. He was talking about the games, his strategy as far as opening games, and uh, we'll just see where he thinks the value is as far as the Golden Knights and Stars in that series. Remember, it's a 535 start tomorrow, T-Mobile. So, uh, you know, plan accordingly. I know it's a Friday night. I know a lot of you like to get down to the Strip and hang out and enjoy yourselves. But figure it out because you're going to have traffic big time. And I would say that traffic will start probably, you know, 3 in the afternoon because people are going to want to get down around the area early 
And so you got to plan accordingly. Don't wait to leave for the game. I know sometimes in Vegas, and even back in the day, Andy can probably attest to this, maybe 10, 15 years ago, whenever you had an event, you could, you know, leave 45 minutes before that event and, and still get there. And a lot of you that know the side streets, like uh, producer Mark Hoke, you could get there and find a way to get there and still get there on time, but not any longer. You will be You will be late. You will miss part of the first period. Uh, If you don't leave in time to make sure you're there. And if you're going there just to party, uh, make sure uh, that you're going to be expecting traffic somewhere around that three o'clock in the afternoon time. Uh, There is T-Mobile right there in the heart on the strip. We are live from Vegas about 922. We are in between the second and third overtime. They will start that up in about 10 minutes from now. It is Carolina at home against the Florida Panthers, all knotted at 2 Sportsx Radio, 101.5 FM, K-Dawn, streaming live on the Odyssey app, at Vegas Andy 711 at Mark Hoke Show, at Ken Thompson 87 at Sportsx Radio, all the Twitter handles you need for Sportsx Radio. Live from Vegas, we'll be right back. Star Wars, Hope getting creative here, putting us in outer space. We're in a timeout, I guess, uh, not even on this planet, but Star Trek. I'm sorry. It's uh, old school Star Trek. No, that's next generation. No, see, that's why I'm not into it. Not into the next generation. If it doesn't have Captain Kirk, the original, give me Shatner, give me Nimoy, give me the original starting cast. Picard was pretty good, though. Number two, but he was pretty good. I get it. Look, it's like, uh, you know, the longest yard. Give me Burt Reynolds. You know, that's, that's, that's it. You don't need to make a remake. Speaking of remakes, KT nearly had the lead way back when on White Men Can't Jump. And tomorrow the remake comes out only on Hulu TV. Now, I don't know if I'll watch it, but uh, it just looked a little too commercial for me. But uh, what, what role were you going to have there? In. I was going to be Woody Harrelson. You were going to be Woody Harrelson. I was Woody, yeah. I, I had a shot. It was between me and two other guys. And it was a very low B-budget movie. I mean, really, like, you know, pathetic. I remember Nigel Miguel uh, from UCLA. I remember some of the guys that were practicing to be in there as the players, right? And uh, that was back in the day, 1989 or whatever, and uh, shooting baskets in Venice Beach because we played there. I'd, I'd say I probably played there two, three nights a week. And uh, just depending on my schedule at the warehouse restaurant. And, of course, we were – waiters but we always tell people we were actors we were actors and we had a restaurant gig really we were you were a long-range shooter though right you're a long-range guy exact still still to this day and play ball today there at lifetime and uh, knock down a bunch of threes i love it of course outside shooting but the baseline was always my favorite spot and that's because bill bradley and dave debusher i saw as a little kid they were both great baseline shooters from deep they didn't even have the three-pointer back in the day because i grew up watching that team too Yep, that was a lot of fun. Red Holzman, Andy Isco, that's one of his favorite Clyde teams. Frazier. But I had a yeah, had a shot and then uh Wesley Snipes yeah. ended up getting the uh the gig. Oh, Florida wins it. Wow. Unbelievable. No, that's yeah, uh, that's Florida. It, yeah, but that's 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 from earlier. They they're in between overtime. Oh, that's the oh, that's, that's the one the that got waved off. That's bad. My mistake. Yeah, that's the one. Boy, Criv scaring me there. I'm just like, wait a minute, I got Carolina in the series, but they're showing highlights. 
And I thought there's still about three, four minutes before we start the third overtime. But Andy Isco, we were looking up, uh, and I'll get back to the White Men Can't Jump, but that's coming out tomorrow, remake of the White Men Can't Jump. Andy Isco, uh, before I get into the longest games in overtime history in the NHL, what are your uh, favorite remakes on a movie that was remade? Are there any that you really liked that were remade? I, I've not been much of a movie person for a while, just simply because uh, so many other alternatives are, are out there now. Uh, so I really don't recall much in the way of, uh, of remakes. It's different with sequels. I mean, uh, a lot of people, and I'm, I'm sort of somewhat with them, but uh, most people believe that Godfather 2 was maybe the only sequel that uh, exceeded Godfather, the original, although I thought they were both very close. But uh, as far as remakes, uh, uh, well, I guess the one that I remember, The Longest Yard, and I still thought the original was better. Was yeah. better. Burt Reynolds over Adam Sandler all day. I mean, Sandler's talented, no question, but it is hard to remake a movie that's successful and has some epic characters. Right, Mark Hook? Oh, yeah. My gosh. I've seen so many terrible remakes. But you know, it, give, give me one good one, Mark. Give me one good one that was a remake. Give me a, give me a good one that you like. Oh, boy. Is there anything that jumped out that just that you can even remember? So you got to think. You got to. And you're a well, movie guy more than me. I'm a movie guy, but boy, yeah. I'd have to really. All right. So start. you come up with one. That's your job I'll, before the I'll end come of up the, with a few. Before the end of the show. Andy Isco, uh, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, they're in action tomorrow. Right now, we were looking at uh, the longest. NHL games because we're getting ready to start the third overtime. We had a five overtime game, Philly and Pittsburgh back in 2000. Uh, Keith Primo getting the winner. We had a five overtime game in 96 between Anaheim and Dallas. Sakura got the winner. And then we had four overtimes in 1996 semifinals with Pittsburgh beating Washington. So the Penguins in two of the three longest. Didn't we have the uh, Washington against the Islanders back in uh, the late seventies, early eighties? Yep, that's what that was four overtimes too, I believe. I thought I thought it was six, but remember that like four in the morning or something. Yeah, six overtimes. Let me see. Uh, the only six overtime ones I'm seeing were back in 1936. Detroit shut out the Montreal Maroons one nil. Uh, Andy Isco, you probably remember this because Mud Brutino got the uh, the game winner. You were a little kid then. Uh, listening he to was that. my uh, Little League coach. There you go. And then six overtimes, uh, 1933 semifinals. You were still in the crib then. Uh, Toronto shut out Boston one nothing. You were the crypt. <laughs> All right. Now, you and Kribsky are within an hour. Are you the 28th as well of July? On the 29th. I think we're within like 11 hours or oh, 11 something. 11 hours. Okay. So, Kribsky's older. So, Kriv, you're like the older brother to Andy Isco. Yeah. How about that? Ah, that's sad. <laughs> It's just, it's just a sad existence right there. Taught me everything I failed to learn on my own. Yeah, great. There's a lot of that. It's a good thing you guys have lived long enough. All right, uh, break down the series for me, Andy Isco, as far as who you think is going to win because it's, you know, all we're going to be watching tomorrow. Those Vegas Golden Knights in action. I mean, I know Miami and Boston is on as well, but uh, that's a big time series here, and it's good to see the Knights after a drought last year and not making it to the playoffs. So the fan base getting a little bit of taste of what a lot of fan bases have gone through uh, sometimes in epic pr- proportions. But uh, your take as far as this Golden Knights team, because I think Mark Stone really playing some solid hockey now that he's acclimated back into the offense. He's got his stamina back. And then you have two solid lines and Eichel really is stepping up to be the guy that we all thought he can be. Yeah, 
well, as I touched upon earlier when we were talking about it and uh, the question about uh, Pete DeBoer knowing the strengths and weaknesses, uh, my concern is you know, how much does DeBoer know to be able to play defense against the Golden Knights' offensive players? Of course, uh, uh, there are some players that he didn't get the coach against, but I, I'm a little concerned about the goaltending for the Knights and the relative lack of experience, although having won two rounds of the playoffs, maybe that's not as big of an issue right now. Haven't made a play on the series. Not sure that I will because I know my heart is with the, uh, uh, with the Knights. Uh, if I were to play game one, and again, because Dallas had the uh, edge in the regular season, and again, the coaching, and I'm not even going to put much into the revenge, but, you know, it may have been uh, an un- I don't know how much justifying the, the, uh, the firing was, all things considered. You didn't get much chance with this team. Uh, that if I were to play game one, I would likely take the Stars uh, as an underdog, withhold what I might do in game two, because I want to see how game one is played. All right, very interesting. Strategic uh, handicapping there by the original AI. No, not Allen Iverson. No, not Andre Iguodala. He is the great Andy Isco. No, not artificial intelligence. He's the original AI. All right, uh, Krivsky, so are you going to bet the Knights? You know what? I'm not much of a hockey better, Ken, but uh, I just kind of like how it, it's matching up here with them. I uh, haven't been beaten all three years on their home ice. I like the way they're playing, going up to Edmonton to clinch the thing. I, I lean towards the Knights here in, in game one, if I, but that's just an amateur's opinion. All right, well, we'll take it. It's a, it's a good opinion. So that means take the other side, Ken. No, no. no well, I, keep in mind, unlike baseball, which is maybe the only sport that you can compare as far as scoring is concerned, maybe soccer as well, is that it's such a fine line in hockey. You know, you have so many one-goal games. You have very few games in which more than, say, five or six goals are scored compared to, like, in a baseball game, for example. Soccer probably even lower scoring that uh, uh, I'll almost I'll invariably look, especially at this time of the year, uh, and we've seen, by the way, in this hockey season, I forget what the record is now, but road teams have had extraordinary success in this series that I'll look in, I'll often look at attractively priced underdogs uh, when you've got teams that appear to be evenly matched, and I think that's such a case here. Andy, do you know what the scores of the three games this, this year were? Uh, I don't have it at hand. I believe two of them were one-goal games. I want to say 3-2 was one of the overtime games. Um, I think there may have been a 5-3 game. At all. Well, okay, uh, Monday, January 16th, which was Kiara's birthday, my daughter's birthday, 4 nothing Dallas. Uh, they also, a 3-2 in a shutout, February the 25th. Shootout. And then 2-1 in a shootout as well. Okay. So, yeah, so two shootout, one-goal losses, yeah, and a 4 nothing loss. By the way, Mark Stone did not play in any of those three games. So that'll be interesting now to see with him back in the lineup tomorrow night. So keeping an eye on the third overtime, 17.25 to go from Carolina, still knotted at two, the Florida Panthers and Carolina Hurricanes game one, Eastern Conference Finals. Ken Thompson, the great Wayne Krivsky, Mark Hoke, the producer. Of course, his Mark Hoke show coming up Sunday morning, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here, the best in professional wrestling. Uh, guys, I don't want to miss the uh, overnights as far as Major League Baseball, and I don't want to wait till the last – Second here, and Crib, I know you didn't have a chance, but I know if I just uh, throw them out at you, you guys yeah. are going to be able to make. All right, so Arizona and Pittsburgh, that'll be the early game tomorrow, 335 Pacific time. Zach Gallen, uh, who just comes off killing a bird in uh, warm-ups in his last outing uh, before the game, not intentionally, but uh, throwing a pitch uh, on the outfield gl- grass and uh, bird flying 
uh, getting in the path there. We remember that happened with Randy Johnson back in the day. Uh, but Zach Allen on the hill. He's a minus 176 Westgate Superbook. Seven and a half year total shaded to the under against jo- uh, Johan Avedo for Pittsburgh, who comes off a pretty nice game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what about it there? That's a yeah. pretty high price to give Pittsburgh. I know Gallon's been pretty good. I'd put it in a money line parlay if I was going to. T- I'd lean Arizona in a parlay. Andy? Yeah, I, I, Gallon has been so because he's made nine starts this year already. Two thirty-five ERA, a whip of you know walks, hits per inning, fish point eighty-five. His last three starts, comparable numbers over that period. On the other end, Ovido or Oviedo, eight starts. He's not in very good form. His ERA is double in the last three games versus uh, the 5.14 it is for the season. And his uh, whip is a full batter per inning greater over his last three starts than uh, it was than it is for the entire season. So clearly over those last three games, not nearly in as good form. And his overall numbers are not that good. So, yeah, it's either uh, Arizona minus a run and a half or part of a money line parlay. All right. By the way, folks, if you don't know what whip is, whip is walks and hits per innings pitched. Uh, a lot of times we'll use different terms here as far as the different sports, and so I'll try and make sure that we get those out there for you just in case uh, you're not familiar. Cubbies with uh, Marcus Stroman, Philly with Ranger Suarez. Suarez at home, minus 125, eight and a half, the total shaded to the over using the Westgate Superbook lines. Wayne Krivsky, what about it? Stroman and Suarez. Yeah, Stroman's off to a pretty good start. Uh, Suarez is just back from being hurt. Uh, that. Phillies are coming back home from a West Coast trip, I believe. I don't have much in front of me. I just got swept by the Giants. Off day travel, back to Philly. Uh, I'd lean Philly maybe to bounce back. Uh, Andy, I was going to say, Andy, uh, Cubbies, uh, the way they dropped that last game, 7-6 to six to Houston, that was a tough one because they had that 6-1 lead, let it get away. Yeah, but you forget it. You had a day off today, and, uh, you know, you go on to uh, – uh, play the next game. I, I don't have much that I can see on this one. I haven't seen enough of Suarez making just his uh, uh, second start of the uh, uh, of the season. So uh, right now that's a, a pass for me because there are other games that I've looked at uh, that I like a little bit uh, uh, better. Cubbies 2-8 and eight in their last 10. You know what, Wayne? I'll, t- I'll say this. When Suarez is on, he's a nasty pitcher. Yeah, he, he showed that last year in the, play- in the series. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't know what kind of form he's in. He's probably only go five, and now you're in the Phillies bullpen. So the Cubbies are just reeling right now. It's, yeah, Stroman off a very bad start against Minnesota back on Sunday. Didn't make it out of the third inning, seven hits and six runs. Probably be a pass for me. All right, yeah. well, the Dodgers and the Cardinals, they scored 24 runs tonight. Redbirds getting 16 of those. Back at it tomorrow with Tony Gonsolin going against Steven Matz, the lefty, the ex-Met. It is Gonsolin minus 148 and a half the total, Crib. Yeah. Uh, lean Dodgers here. I don't like to lay. I don't like to be on the minus side here for anybody. So that would again be a parlay situation where I could get a unit more than a unit back, match him up with somebody else. AI. Yeah, Matt has made eight starts. He's mar- pitching marginally better uh, over the last three, but not well enough to back him. At the same time, Gonsolin's only made uh, uh, four starts this year. Pitched relatively well. He's got some good numbers, but it's not the it's not one of the games that I give that much of an edge because of the way that St. Louis can mash the ball with uh, uh, Goldschmidt and uh, Arenado uh, seemingly uh, playing very well right now. All right, so duck one more intake. Our final break of the night. We'll finish up the National League with Miami Alcantara. 
Alcantara or Alcantara uh, against uh, Di Scalfani for the Giants. Giants minus 132, seven and a half. Last year, this line would be Miami minus 200. I mean, uh, your Cy Young Award winner, what's wrong with him, uh, Wayne Krivsky? Yeah, I can't answer that question for you, Ken. I haven't seen enough of him, but he's still a quality guy. Uh, I assume that game's is that game in Miami? No, in San in Fran. In San Fran? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, no opinion at this point. Seven and a half, though. Do you look over? Although Descalfani's been pitching okay. Andy, yeah. what about it? Slight lean to Descalfani and the uh, and the Giants. He's pitched fairly well all year. Alcantara, eight starts. He still hasn't found his rhythm. And, in fact, his last start that came home on a Saturday against Cincinnati pitched seven innings but gave up uh, six runs in the process. Did strike out nine, but can't figure out why he has struggled so early this season. Maybe everybody's caught on to him from last year. All right. Just want to uh, update. 14.05 to go. Third overtime, tied it to Florida literally just had a one-on-one in the goalie. Uh, I mean, nobody near them, and the goalie coming up big there for Carolina. We'll uh, update this game when we come back. Our final segment, SportsX Radio, on a throwback Thursday. Ken Thompson, Wayne Krivsky, Andy Isco, producer Mark Hoke from the PSBR Law Studios, 101.5 FMK, doing streaming live on the Odyssey app. Coming right back live from Vegas. Great Bugs Bunny, man. It's great stuff. That's for uh, Isco and Krivsky. And we're we're trying to bait Wayne into getting his own Twitter handle. So by next Thursday, oh, we'll have a decision. God. So we're we're gonna get all the pros and cons, and we're gonna we're gonna put them on a ledger sheet there. And uh, Krivsky will decide whether or not he's gonna actually go on Twitter and have his own handle. And uh, I think he'll, I think it'll be a positive for him, Andy Isco. What do you think? Well, I think the number one reason. Uh, for him to get it is he won't continue to be bantered by you. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, he, unless he blocks me, uh, I think he'll get well, bantered. Then you'll start uh, uh, complaining that he doesn't have enough followers. Well, he'll no, find he'll, something to complain about. He'll have plenty of followers. Yeah, he'll have just, three just or four. Ma- just a matter of time. I mean, there's me, you, and uh, Hoke right there is three. You know, Matt <laughs> Humans. Humans will be four. So that's good. Uh, that's a good start there, Krivsky. Yeah. We can guarantee you four start four four followers. Perfect. It's important. Go. I mean, really, when you're you know you're out there in the public a little bit. And, well, if I was you know, still a GM, I'm sure I would be on. They'd make me be on it. Oh, uh, you could right? be a GM if you get on Twitter. That's that's our uh, that's our goal. Me and Hoke, uh, we're going to be part. I'm, and of, let's find a good owner that wants to do it right. Yeah, uh, I'm ready to go. And, and in all seriousness, seriousness, you know, you, you know, and and Wayne, and I'm saying this in all sincerity. Your baseball knowledge is absolutely incredible. And in my opinion, you should be sharing that with the world. And you should be connected with a lot of great people out there that are on Twitter, or a lot of your friends. And, you know, I Not think many I, of my I, friends I, are on Twitter. No, I, th- I think you'd find enough, and you make a lot of new ones too. But, uh, you know, I, want, I, want, I think you should be back in the bigs. And, I appreciate uh, you guys. I do. We love you. Yeah, love you guys. I think I, you I got. I think you got here. six years left in the Mets organization. Cohen needs to get you. Oh, he'd have ten of the I Mets organization. Work with Buck. I thought that might happen uh, when he was in Houston. But when they, I mean, well, when he was interviewing in Houston, when Dusty got well, the job. when Steve Cohen follows you on Twitter and says, "There's our guy," 
That's the GM I'm looking now, for. What am I going to say on Twitter that Steve Cohen's going to? No, you're going to you're going to be talking to other people, showing your baseball knowledge, and they're going to follow you, so they're going to see what you're saying. Yeah, you're not right. going to be talking to them direct until you get the direct message from Steve Cohen and says, "Look, I can't, I only got two hundred million extra. Uh, will that work for a couple years?" Or you could bring the A's back. That's exciting. Them coming back here. That yeah. would be, and you know Don Logan. Come on, I, I do. You got connections. Yeah, maybe Derek Stevens gets involved too. That'd be nice. Possibility. See, see we're all looking out for you. Chris. See, Kriv? All of a sudden, you're hey, starting you, to make. You we know, love you, buddy. Yeah. Hey. I don't. know. It's just never been my thing. I'm always busy doing something else. Oh, yeah, I know. Never is a long time. So it, we're going to change that. It's yeah, a pain. You guys but have it's been. Fun. You guys have been persistent. You're starting to. You know what? Starting to piss you off. Okay, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole idea from the get go. It's awesome. He's going to do pressure, it. He's going to do it just to shut us up. It's awesome. Uh, Nine forty-three to go. Third overtime, still tied at two, Florida and Carolina. Uh, as we come up with uh, five, six minutes to go on the show, absolutely incredible. I said I wanted this game to go through the entire show when Chris and I started. we got time for another Mets uh, meet the Mets. Yeah, we got we one got, more. No, i got to finish. i got to get to the American League with you guys because uh, Hoax Orioles are in action in Toronto, and the Blue Jays coming off losing three out of four to the Yankees. Kikuchi will be on the hill. He's minus 145 against Kyle Gibson, who got a little run support uh, last game. I think – well, I want to think uh, Gibson lost one uh, the the last game. Am I right, Mark? Yeah, I, I Ooh, think, that's a good I question. Think Gibson I, got lit up. Mm, no, I don't no, maybe think he, so. Not, I think maybe he, that I was the game before. Last, okay. Yeah, I think he won the last. All right, one. nine and a half. Your total shaded to the under. I'll start with you, Kriv. What's the game here? We got it's Gibson just, uh, and, uh, at Toronto against Kikuchi. Kikuchi's minus one forty-five. Uh, I like Toronto. Andy. Yeah, actually, Gibson uh, lost four nothing to Pittsburgh uh, over the weekend. Didn't pitch all that well. Didn't get hammered, but uh, more bad than good. I like the over in this one. All right, neither guy in good form. Mark, I'll throw this one out you because it's uh, your Orioles. I hate to do it, but I I think that's a pretty decent matchup for Toronto. All right, so I will, all three, I will all three, lean Jays. But... I love it. All three of you on Toronto. Give me Kyle Gibson in the Orioles. No, I'm, I'm over <laughs> over the total. All right. Oh, oh, you're over. Okay. And on the side. There you go. Well, it doesn't matter. Those two are on Toronto. I'll take the Orioles. So uh, I won't be here. Uh, Jose Volante will be filling in tomorrow and Monday because KT is going to be doing some charity work uh, for a ladies' shelter, uh, domestic violence shelter. So uh, that'll be good. Always, uh, always find a way to get get involved with some great people that are uh, working on some great causes. So between here and uh, Phoenix. Got a lot of great friends with uh, great hearts, so looking forward to that. Uh, Oakland, uh, Waldachuk against, uh, is it Bilak for uh, Houston? Bilak, yeah. Bilak. Bilak is uh, minus 250, nine wow. and a half. Man, he's really a reliever. Now he's kind of stepping in because of the injuries in Houston. I, I, that minus 250. Against Oakland. Yeah, that, that's it's a money line parlay possibility or pass. Andy, what do you do? Lay the three and a half? <laughs> Yeah, to me, I, I either lay one and a half at a tolerable price. Not going to get all that much back if you include it in a uh, in just a straight money line parlay, laying uh, you know two and a half to one. So yeah, it's either it if I can with, find yeah. a case to lay the run and a half. I want no part of uh, Oakland, uh, but Houston not the same strong offensive team they've been in the past. But Oakland's losing games by you know three to four runs a game on average. Where's that game at, Ken? Houston that game's or? in Houston. Yeah. Okay. All right, real quick, uh, only only got a couple minutes to go, so I'm going to just run them down. It's uh, Kansas City at the White Sox. 
Uh, Chicago Bills, Pale Hose, minus 138 with Kopech against Zach Greinke. Nine and a half your total in Minnesota and the Angels. That's Ryan and Detmers in Orange County, California. And uh, it is Joe Ryan, minus 128, eight and a half. KC White Sox, Wayne? Anything? It looks an unattractive game to me, pass. Minnesota Angels, Wayne? Same thing. I When you said I said, ah, that doesn't look like either one of my kind of games. Andy, real quick on those two. Yeah, I, I like Grank. He's in very, very good form right now, as is uh, Ryan of uh, Minnesota. So uh, Kansas City and Minnesota for me. All right. Then Milwaukee, uh, Hauser, Tampa Bay hasn't decided, so we'll skip by that game. Clark Schmidt going for uh, Mike Scalliott's Yankees against Ben Lively for Cincinnati. It is Schmidt minus 170, 10 and a half, Wayne. Yeah, Yankees in a money line parlay. Andy? Uh, no interest in this one. Uh, Lively making his first start. Matthew Boyd pitching well, minus 116 for Detroit on the road against Jake Irvin for Washington. Nine year total wing. Mm, unattractive game pass. Mm. Isk? Yeah, uh, Boyd actually not pitching well. ERA nearly 10 in his last uh, three games, over about six and a half for the entire season of seven starts. Like some of what I've seen out of Irvin, but don't like either side here. All right. Qu- Quantrill for Cleveland thought he was going to be. A little more solid against Carrasco. Carrasco, big favorite, minus 145, nine the total. It looks like a high price, but Cleveland's not hitting. Not Cliff. at all. Is that Carrasco's pitcher for the, is that the Mets? For the Mets, yeah. So he's coming back yeah. off the IL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those kind of games I, I either pass or I might lean the other way. Andy? Yeah, it's either Cleveland or pass. All right, Bryce Miller for Seattle. Bryce Elder for Atlanta. First time I remember two Bryce's pitching in the same game. Elder for Atlanta minus 164, eight and a half. That's win. an interesting match. That's Bryce Miller for yep. Seattle. Boy, he's been a really impressive. Uh, at Seattle? No, at Atlanta. Atlanta minus 164 okay. at the Westgate Superbook. And I don't know, that could be a misprint. It may be 144 because everywhere else around town is 142, 145 unless they got hit with a big bet I'll there. be interested to watch that game with uh, Bryce Miller. Probably a pass though. Andy? What, what's the total? Uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'd look under, and I'll take a shot at that price with Miller. I've been very impressed with him. All right. Kaufman for Colorado. Martin Perez for Texas in Arlington. Minus 240 Perez. Nine and a half, Wayne. Yeah, Texas in a money line there. Who's Kaufman? That's a new guy for, I don't know that name. Might be his debut. It may be his major league debut. Yeah, I, I think know he's it not. Is. Uh, K- with a K-O-U-F. I think that's the guy that used to be the principal on Route 222. Boston and San Diego, Paxton and Snell real quick. Snell minus 154, eight and a half, Wayne. Uh, lefty against all those left-hand hitters. I lean to San Diego there. Andy? I, I lean there as well. Uh, yeah, Paxton just making a second start after really uh, good his first one. Due to injury. Great stuff, guys, on a throwback Thursday. Appreciate you. Thanks to Wayne Krivsky, Andy Isco, producer Mark Hoke. And that'll do it for a throwback Thursday. You know the rules. No drinking and driving. No texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 FM, K-Dawn. Streaming live on that Odyssey app. God bless, folks. Talk to you tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.